0: Welcome to the Minority Trailblazer Podcast, and I'm your host, Greg E. Hill, the Culture Change Agent. And today, before I begin, before I kick off the fourth episode of this podcast, I just want to say a couple quick words. First, I would like to thank everybody who downloaded, subscribed, rated the the podcast, because last week was phenomenal. We ranked as high as number 52, on the society and culture chart, the responses, the emails, the comments have been phenomenal. Thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And I appreciate it from the heart. I mean, it's been a dream come true. That's really all I'm going to say right now about it, but thank you. And also, for those that are, you are on iPhones or listening on via iTunes, please do me one favor. One favor at all. Please subscribe. Please review and give us a five-star rating that really helps the rankings and I would really appreciate if you have done so and feel free to share this episode our previous episodes the movement we're trying to build with anybody that can get value from what we're sharing so that's my quick spill and let's get on to the episode before we start the show um, I just wanna have a tagline because I'm really big on taglines and the tagline for the Minority Entrepreneur and Trailblazers podcast is gonna be um something about changing the culture because a lot of things need to be changed and we are everybody interview that's interviewed is gonna be on the on the grassroots level for that. So uh before we begin, we gonna what are we gonna what are we gonna do actually I got actually I got a special guest on the line. So what are we about to do? We're about to change the what?
1: Culture.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's new, it's new world, it's new world, but I just want to try it out. So um, so let's get it started. Um I am incredibly excited to introduce today's guest, um, Ashley Williams. Uh she's the founder and CEO, Ashley Michelle Williams. And she is the founder and CEO of Rizar Media. Um addition to that, she's 25, uh multimedia journalist. Uh, she enjoys traveling the world and highlighting today's news coverage. Uh, summer Awards, I mean, I, I did a little background on, I was like, these awards are crazy. 2011 Student Journalist of the Year um, from the National Association of Black Journalists. Um, A Hearts Journalism Award nomination, um, USC's Outstanding Scholar Award, uh, the Pat Thomas Scholarship for Black Journalists Association of Southern California. I mean, she's interned for uh, NBC Nightly News, People Magazine, ABC Good Morning America, BBC. I mean, golly. (laughs) Uh, And and before I let her talk, uh, she's deeply driven and enthusiastic about persistently using journalism and social media to inform and inspire others to initiate positive changes within the world. So um, I'm going to hand the floor to Ashley. And so this is what I need you to do, Ashley. I need you to explain kind of who you are and and what are you doing. Kind of make it a little personal, all right?
1: Sure. So hello, everyone. My name is Ashley Michelle Williams. I'm the founder and CEO of Rezar, an inspirational social blog network for youth and young adults. And we're really targeting... um, you think adults, because I feel like there is definitely a lack of encouragement and inspiration for them in the world. And there's also a lack of a place where they can actually call it their own and use it on their own and to really kind of connect and inspire each other. Um, rizar comes from the word rizar in Spanish, which means to ripple. Uh yeah. The concept behind Rizar is that we can help each other create our own ripple effects in the world through our stories and through our life experiences. And so by each of us sharing our own life experiences, we can then inspire each other to go out in the world and bring more positive change.
0: Wow. That's that's deep. That's deep. That's deep. And I know um, mm-hmm. it's talking, talking, talk to more to that. Um, I know you said uh, on your bio. You, mm-hmm. So you your are founder CEO of Rizar Media. Media. Mm-hmm. What else do you do outside of that?
1: Um, I'm also a multimedia journalist Mm -hmm. um, and it's great because I've been able to really take a lot of the skills that I've learned from my own career into um, managing and uh, operating Rizar and it's also just some of my basic passions of writing and inspiration.
0: Got you, got you, got you. So, um, in this show, and for for those who know me and those who don't, I'm a big quote guy. Like, I have a, a list of a hundred friends and family. I text every morning. I get up at like 4:30 a.m. I text them every morning, a, a quote just to start the day and a rationale behind it. So, I want to transfer that kind of energy and that kind of boost to the podcast. So, um, Ashley, if you have a quote, I would love to hear it from you. Your favorite quote, and then give me a story about oh, how, you, you, <laughs> <laughs> how you how you this quote into your life.
1: Um, there's this quote by Oprah Winfrey that I love and it's, uh, use your life as a force for something that is bigger than yourself. And I love that quote so much, um, because I feel like it is about how we all can use our lives to, our lives to really create a bigger change or something bigger that we're so small in the sense, but, um, we can create something bigger by each connecting, by connecting with each other. Um, another quote that I like is by Steve Jobs. Um, it's this long quote that was actually in the advertising for Apple. It's like you know, it talks about like here's to the naysayers, the crazy ones, the misfits, all that stuff. And and at the very end, it says because the people who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. And I love that also because I think sometimes you have to be crazy because there's so much chaos and negativity in the world, and you have to believe that you can bring change. And usually, the people who really do believe it are the ones who do it. We just kind of have this thing within ourselves where we're doubting or we. Are scared, or we mm-hmm. feel like we're incapable, but together we really can.
0: I, I believe that one hundred ten percent. So, with the last quote, the Steve Jobs quote, because I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm a huge Steve Jobs fan as well. <laughs> what can you could you can you kind of give me a story or how do you apply or how have you applied that quote uh, to your life now? Sure.
1: <laughs> well, I think you know I feel like I've always kind of been a little bit of an outcast in that sense because I've always been happy go lucky and very mm-hmm. like quirky and awkward and it's still something that generates to me now like I mean I'm still like that same person and when I was younger growing up I always felt like I had to change who I was that I was a misfit like but I had to kind of conform to how everybody else was but I found now and you know throughout my life that Mm -hmm. being who I am is just fine in and of itself and I want to encourage other youth and young adults to believe and to You know, hold true to that, that, you know, you can be who you are. You don't have to change. And actually, it's who you are that makes you unique and brings something unique to the table for the world. Um, So it just, you know, it's it's really hard sometimes because you usually, especially in the news industry, it's hard because most people are very like stern or like Mm -hmm. they're hardcore, but you can definitely still be who you are. So I think that's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I agree 110%. So um, to kind of give the viewers an overview of the show, um, the show's going to have three three key blocks, three key points. And the first one is um, mm-hmm. who you are, and we're explaining kind of the business and the person that we're interviewing. Um, the second transition is how do you get there? Because a lot of times in the minority community um, – there's not a blueprint like we don't have a dad or a mom that's a news reporter or the investor or a stocker a lot of times so um a lot of a lot of areas that we really want to go into or grow we don't have the blueprint so we're going to say how do you get there and walk through that journey um and the last transition will be what's next what's the future because everybody that's on the show has a lot of great projects events and things Mm -hmm. that they're doing in the future and we're going to talk to that so um to kind of open it up what made you start Rezar Media, and how did that whole creation come to part?
1: Well, I started Rizar, um because I really wanted to bring a change in the industry that I felt wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I felt like there were so many different places where you were getting content on young adults, but nothing where they were actually having a say or having a voice. There are so many different media outlets that wanted to target towards this market, but they weren't doing any content on them. Like, well, how can you target them, but you're not doing content on them? Or the content that you're doing is so negative that, you know... (laughs) I mean, we can get negative content every place left and right, but where's the positive place, you know? Mm-hmm. And specifically for that those two groups, and I just couldn't find one. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to create it then. And I love inspiration, and I mean, it was, I'm not going to say it was an easy process to say, oh, I'm just going to create it, because you know, I mm-hmm. still had to, I knew that I wanted to do something focused on youth and young adults, because at a young age, when I was in high school, I always, I had a TV show that focused on young adult, I mean, youth issues, like teen issues. So you had
0: a, t- uh, so you had a TV show in high school that- focus on this?
1: Yeah. Um, my high school, like, well, the school district, we had a television station and it, I was lucky because this television station was located in my high school compared to our rival high school. Mm-hmm. And um, you could propose different TV shows that you wanted to do and they approved me to do a show called Teen Issues Overrated and we would have guests, like, teens come on the show and doctors and things and talk about different issues that teens were wow. facing. Um, and it was just cool to me because it was like, wow, you know, you can really you know, inspire people or you can really talk about issues that we're going through and we can all have a conversation, like a legit conversation on it. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, re- I never forget that experience. And so I guess it just still carried with me and I knew I always want You're fine. I, I'm sorry. I knew I always wanted to do like more news stories on that. But it was really hard in the industry though sometimes because you're given an assignment to do mm-hmm. and that's your assignment. So it's hard to, you know, skew towards that all the time. So with Rezar, I could really do that in my spare time and really – um, focus
0: on that. Got you, got you, got you. So um, to take it one little tiny step back, Resar yeah. is an on-site. It's a it's an online website, right? Where mm-hmm. um, young adults or or anybody, of course, but the the, the demographic is young adults can go and mm-hmm. look up anything as far as like what kind of topics do y'all cover?
1: Yeah, well, so right now we're actually in the process of creating a space where. Uh, you know, we're a website right now, but in a actual, like the actual space where you can log in and have your own blog and talk and, wow. um, then, if you like something that you posted on your blog to that you post on your profile, if you it to actually be on the site, you can send it to us electronically through the system, and we can put it up for you. Wow. So um, it's basically just a place where they can have their own space, and if they want to get published, like I know for some people they love. It's hard for young adults and teens to get published different places, so we're gonna really do our best to try to publish as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Because as long as the content's not derogatory or degrading, we'll publish it because we feel like everybody has opinions and everybody wants to be inspired and that type of thing so it's a great place to do so
0: gotcha 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 so and 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 now because you're like an interesting dynamic because you have you're the founder of but you still do day-to-day uh work in front on tv and in the news and you're online like so can you tell can you walk our audience through well, how did you get into the industry and um mm-hmm. What drove you to that? Like how, like what, what traits as a, as a young person did say, oh, I want to be a news reporter. And how did you kind of get there?
1: Well, I think, I mean, I feel like anything in life that you really want to do, you have to really be a go-getter for it. And I know, like, sometimes, I mean, I even have my own insecurities. I think we all do about, you know, what we're capable of doing. But um, I knew that it was something from high school hosting shows that I really wanted to continue doing it. so in college, I studied in college. But not to say you don't have to necessarily just study journalism in college. Nowadays, I feel like it's... If a person can learn the traits of being a multimedia journalist, which is like editing and um, you know writing stories, making contacts and putting stories together, I mean, anybody can really do it. And I think anybody can do anything you put your mind to do. But, um, you know, and then navigating that once I was in college to getting internships at like People Magazine or Good Morning America or BBC or CNN or whatever else, because I just wanted to learn as much as possible. And I also wanted to you know, gain the skills needed to be successful in the business, but I definitely think having like that go-getter perseverance driven mm-hmm. attitude. I mean, cause you're, it's always going to be hard even when you're in the newsrooms with people, cause everybody has like their own personalities. And I also think it's hard for you personally, because you're still developing in yourself and who you are and owning who you are. But within time, you know, if you'll, if you are just stay grounded, and you really set goals of, hey, I want to work for this company, or I want to do this, it makes it easy to navigate towards that. And thank God, um, I've been able to do many of the things that I've wanted to do. But I also think that it, you know, you have to try. And I think so many people are scared to try because they're scared of failing. But sometimes failure actually redirects you to the place where you should be anyway. So I think that's, that's a, you know, that's
0: a great that's a great point. And um, I guess I, I I slowly transitioned into our stage number two. the <laughs> How did you get there process? So let's delve a little deeper into because you intern these 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 are huge companies. They're companies that anybody that has a television that is American knows about because who? Step behind. How did, What does that process look like? Because you said work hard, knew that. But specifically, mm-hmm. if I want to get into work for USA Today or uh, a BBC or a network mm-hmm. like that, what mm-hmm. are some actionable things that I can do today or within the next couple of months to get there?
1: Well, I think definitely making connections with people who are there is a great thing. Like if you, you know, maybe through like LinkedIn, connecting with someone who you see that works there and then trying to. Um, you know, if there's a position that's available, like definitely first looking to see what's available at the company and then maybe navigating towards LinkedIn to seeing who like works for that team or that department. And then I also think, um, you know, just really developing your portfolio and your website and your social media, like brand and Mm -hmm. who you are, like as your brand really would help. But, you know, definitely calling people, trying to navigate who's in charge of hiring, um, navigating who you know the person of contact is to find out more about the team or the opportunity is probably the best way to go like
0: so so basically the the, the bullet down is three things one mm-hmm. um, utilize the networks like LinkedIn like I think LinkedIn mm-hmm. is a, a, a tool that a lot of people that are trying to get an in industry do not use enough um, mm-hmm. there's so many people on LinkedIn you can send a message hey how are you doing a quick sentence, introduce yourself and find out more and I guess the second way is mm-hmm. look back in at your brand because if you want to work for a national brand how do you look on Instagram what are you what are you posting on Twitter are, are you are you are you posting relevant information are you um, an influencer in those markets because do you really deserve to be on a, a national brand and work on those projects if you yourself your own brand is in accord so I guess wherever you're at whatever industry you're trying to get into making sure that you fit the profile already and I guess the third be um, any means possible nowadays people don't cold call anymore but I guess you can set yourself apart by sending those cold emails. A lot of emails are online for contact Mm -hmm. places or sending those cold calls and making the extra effort. Is that that what you're kind of getting at?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think most of the time, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've been afraid to cold call. It's kind of (laughs) nerve wracking a little bit. But I mean, as a journalist, hey, that's what you do on a daily basis, right? I mean, you're calling these people, trying to get information from them. You have to be bold. You have to be like eager. And I think you know the squeaky wheel does get the oil. So,
0: oh, squeak wheel! I like that. I like that. I have heard that before. The squeak wheel get the oil. I ain't heard that. <laughs> um, I, I know. Dang, I'm all over the place now. But I really want to delve into because I, I read your list of accomplishments and your awards. Amazing! You work for a lot of great networks. But let's put it in a fail because we all fail at times. We all have big obstacles that we have to overcome.
1: So, mm-hmm. could you
0: give us the our our, our viewers and our audience? Mm. Mm-hmm. A, a story of a time where um not say you failed or you 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 uh had a big obstacle to your path to either starting Res Media or mm-hmm. your path as a journalist. So, we can kind of be at the ground level.
1: I just think, I mean,
0: I got to get a story. I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that for me, I think realizing your own path has been you know, I don't want to say it's like the failure part, but I think the growing part of it all, and that can sometimes make you feel like you're a failure. Feel like, like realizing how your path is and navigating your path. Um, I'm trying to think of like, I mean, you know, going even from, you know, working from different companies to working other companies and navigating that and figuring out what I really wanted to do, and then figuring out like what I thought I wanted to do is not exactly what I really want to do. And I think that those are moments where everybody probably has felt like, oh, my gosh, like, am I a failure because that's not what I want to do anymore. And I think that, I mean, for like, I know that seems kind of weird, but I mean, you know, being a perfectionist in that way, I've, you know, you I'm always a person to try to map out where I want to be or what I want to do. And then when things don't go the way I want them to, it's like, huh, so what? what?
0: Can you, like, could you point to a time where a thing mm-hmm. didn't go the way you thought it was going to go?
1: Um, I think, I mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, we know we're, we're journalists right here we know we know everything I mean, is a smooth sailing i need one time yeah. where you like what in the world happened this is not how it's supposed
1: to be um i mean i'm, try, I'm trying to think exactly i mean i'm sure there. I, I mean i all I, can, I, I really can say to that really is just navigating i mean because i thought like for example i had worked for you know great you know corporations and businesses and things like that and then you know, wanted to take a step back for a moment to work on Rizar, And so I left the industry for a moment and was working on Rizar, and, um, you know, taking other steps that way. And I mean, I think, you know, it's easy to think like, okay, what am I doing? Or like, you know, navigating your process of trying to be who you are. But I think this, those are not failure moments. I don't know. I don't, I guess the reason why it's hard for me to answer this question is because I've come to realize that the moments that we consider to be our failures are not failures at all. If anything, they're a, re- like I said earlier, they're a redirection because nothing in life is only a failure until you make it that, until you yourself perceive it as being that. Yes, we make mistakes, but if you hadn't made those mistakes, could you have become the person that you are today? Mm, probably not. So you needed those moments where you're kind of navigating who you are or what you wanted to be and I think those are great and I think we should embrace failing more. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, fail. I, I, Go out and fail. I, 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 and I think it's fine because it's a redirection and I i don't know I think that's why it's started because <laughs> over time I've come to realize that with those situations like jumping from this corporation or this company to this company and realizing you know what I really wanted to do and you know feeling that like well gosh I mean am I bouncing too much like am I trying to figure it out too much no you're really not because you're developing in who you are and you're becoming more of what you see yourself as being and that's okay you're not a failure in that sense yeah and
0: and this whole call and this whole podcast launched from a perceived and I, I'm, I'm i'm on your same board i don't believe in failure failure doesn't exist because yeah. failure is final i mean i don't understand right. but when mm-hmm. i first came up with the idea of interviewing young minority entrepreneurs and trailblazers at first i was going to do a show i was going to film i was going to do a show i think i talked about it earlier i was yeah. going to um fly down the coast and go to different places and do a show but i realized um it wasn't going to happen. It was a hard pill to swallow because I was telling, I told 40 or 50 people, I'm like, I'm coming to Dallas. I'm going to interview. You, we're going to talk. on are Power. This is a year ago. Uh. But then I realized, A, my budget wasn't going to be able to before that. Mm-hmm. And, and B, it wasn't in the most logical sense. So um, mm-hmm. research saying, how can I get this message out to everybody else? I said, huh, mm-hmm. this is a thing called podcast. Nobody's really on podcasts. Let me see if I can go into that niche. And now from the comforts of my own home, I get a chance to interview people like yourself. Do our Mm -hmm. comments, amazing things and, and, and export it to the world. Mm-hmm. all in 10 minutes mm-hmm. so that's, that's kind great. of a walkthrough on a failure I was like oh my goodness now my friend's gonna be like he doesn't want to do the show what happened what happened and now
1: yeah.
0: um I'm in a whole different industry in a whole different space so
1: that's great and it <laughs> led you to where you should be I mean which is the point too. Like, get I mean it got you to where you were supposed to be anyway which is even better
0: Mm-hmm. you're 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 right about that And i'm gonna have a couple more questions with the how do you get there and then we're gonna ask you where are you going and um sure. if you could say what do you think is the com- the most common stumbling block for mm-hmm. people trying to enter um enter your field and and mm-hmm. that is the the field of uh journalism and mass communication because i know I, a, a, at ant I, I attend a north carolina and t state university and there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that are trying to get into the pr industry but it's like they don't know how. They graduate and they're still trying to find it out. So, what do you think is the most common stumbling block? Stumbling block.
1: I think reaching out and networking. I mean, like I said, being the squeaky wheel because it's very uncomfortable to do. And all you know, I've learned over time. My parents have always told me too. Like the only thing someone can tell you is no. And even sometimes when they wow. say no, sometimes if you try to talk to them enough, they may end up saying yes. Until they're you know, they're just like finally entered, No you know. That's so I powerful. mean that's powerful. I mean, and I've never really thought about it. Like my dad really talks to me about that a lot, the power, you know, of the no and rejection and all those things. But sometimes if you are squeaky will enough, sometimes you get what you want. And I think sometimes people are so scared to make those calls or you know, to really reach out to people or industries that they want to get into or to really, you know, navigate finding someone to call. And if, they, if that person can't help you, then asking that person, well, can you direct me to another person who can help me? And that person can't help you. Can you, you know, just keep doing it until you get to the place that you want to go to? Because I think most times in society now is that we get discouraged because we've heard so, know so many times or we feel like it's so impossible that we don't try. And when you don't try, then you're like years later, like, darn it, I wish I would have just, you know, pers- just you know, like knocking on that door like a little bit more. And um, I think really that is it from what I've seen is just the knocking. I mean, because in college, it's not like I knew anybody in these, like my parents had no background in journalism. Like I'm (inaudible) misfit in that sense. So I really didn't know anything about navigating the water, but I always remember what my dad told me. And so I would, you know, find those numbers to those companies and say, can I speak to someone who's in charge of the interns? And I talked to the person (sighs) in charge of the interns. And I mean, I know that was really bold. To do. Yeah, but that
0: was bold. Like, God, NBC, I didn't go, <laughs> yes. call the intern. I need to <laughs> speak to the That was really head. bold
1: to do. But <laughs> I was like, you know, I want it that bad. Because if I don't want it that bad, someone else who wants it that bad is going to get my spot. And that's not going to work for me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, and granted, sometimes I didn't get all the opportunities that I wanted. But eventually, if I kept knocking hard, I remember the first time I applied to Good Morning America, the first year I didn't get it. But I applied again, and I tried to use those same methods, and I ended up getting it. So you just keep trying until you get what you want. Wow, yeah, wow! You wow. really want it bad enough.
0: And 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 this is not even on the script, but good morning America. How was that experience? I mean, I know I know you can't talk to but how was that experience working on uh this is something that everybody in America watches. It be <laughs> working on the set or working around that. How was that experience?
1: It was amazing in that sense. I mean, cuz it it really just to see how they put the whole con the show together and then you know, interacting with the people, the hosts or the anchors for the show was really interesting. And they're really, a lot of them are really, really nice. And, you know, also getting the, you know, background of how the the show operates with the whole concept of people watching a shows like ratings and numbers and getting production and how they put every segment together. That was really interesting. And then sometimes we would, I would, you know, stay there for half of the night trying to get stuff going to help them with stuff um, on the air. But it was a good learning experience, though. And I think, it was it was valuable in the sense too of still navigating what do I really want to do, you know, and who do I really wanna be and all of those things.
0: Yeah, that's that's huge. I mean, being that like you said, you went to college, your parents had no bragging on in PR, you had no inside connections, there was nobody saying, hey, here's this, yeah. here's this, and you just found a way by sheer determination. Um, and the kind of- God's we,
1: grace. God's, yeah, grace. Yeah, God's
0: grace. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> and if there is there any resources, mm-hmm. websites, or mm-hmm. tools that could be helpful for somebody um, looking to get into that industry? Like, I mean-
1: mm-hmm. um, The one thing I can say, I mean, I- I don't remember any particular tools. I mean, this is the thing that most people will probably encounter, right? They're going to be told, oh, make sure you apply online. You know, and that's what I said don't – you can apply online but also make sure that you follow with the person who's in charge. Like find the person who's in charge so you can say, hey, so-and-so, it's great to talk to you. My name is blah, blah, blah. And I actually just applied online for the blah, blah, blah. And I was wondering if I could speak to you about my interest and how I could be good in this position, blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean – I don't. That is, think that is. I think how you, you can handle it I, for gaining the skills more. So I'm trying to think. I mean, Pointer is really good. It's a Pointer uni- University, I believe, at the Pointer Institute. I'm sorry, they have really good information on uh, journalism, things like uh, navigating, like the newsroom, production mm-hmm. skills, writing, all that type of stuff. It's really good in terms of developing as a journalist. Um, and I think they also give talks as well on like like hiring or like career stuff too so that's probably like the best place for them thinking of that comes to my head to navigate
0: okay and that's pointer what
1: it's pointer um it's pointer institute i believe i'm gonna check right now yes
0: okay well I, i'll put that pointer. In org. exactly I'll put that in the show notes i'll put that in the show notes um and now, so we're we're transitioning out outside of the how do you get there. Now we're going mm-hmm. to um, the where you're going, like what's next. And mm-hmm. I want to I want this focus to be kind of more so on Rizar Media because that mm-hmm. has, I mean, have a great Facebook following, have a great Twitter following. Thank I really you. think that's mm-hmm. on the edge of something special. So,
1: Thank what you.
0: new projects, events are you really excited about to share with our audience?
1: Well, like I said, I mean, we're in the process of. Uh, Developing this website and and the new platforms. So I'm, I'm really really excited about that and Also, just trying to get more partners with us to help us with like content producing and things like that is really up and I mean just really expanding, you know, like marketing more and just getting the word out more really is that's what's up and up and coming so
0: and, and how are you balancing a, 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 a career as mm-hmm. a journalist and as founder and CEO of a company, you're not, you're not the only one. You're not a solo guy, person. There yep. is, you have a, employees that have people that contribute. How do you balance all that?
1: Yeah. I mean, we're all working full-time jobs and I think <laughs> it's, it can be really hard. I'm not going to lie. It's very hard. And they will tell you the same thing, but we all are like, encourage each other and we have like weekly meetings, like for like half hour we talk and we talk about like the direction of the site, things we're working on, whatever else. And I think, it's just great because, because we all support each other and, you know, I just, you know, take time out. I think anything that you really want to do, you will take time out to do um, if you put your mind to it. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes I'm up late at night. Sometimes I wake up really early. But if you maintain a good schedule and I think a good regimen, you'll be able to maintain it. But, I mean, it, it's a lot of work, though. I'm not going to lie. Gotcha,
0: gotcha, gotcha. And if you can – um, and this is – I know the last the next two questions are a little deep, but I we just got to bring it there. So – if you could tell yourself anything from two, 10 years ago, like mm-hmm. 10 years ago, 10 years ago, I, I, 25 or I 15-year-old Ashley Williams, what <laughs> would you tell her?
1: I don't know. I was just thinking <laughs> about that the other, not the other day, the other day, but like a while ago because Oprah did this magazine on her like younger self and she wrote a letter to her younger, 21 self, I think it was, That's 20-year-old so self. Yeah, I, I need um, to read that. Yeah, it was a great piece. I think what I would tell myself is to just um, believe And if I believe all, like whatever I believe and I want to do, I can do if I put my mind, if you would put your mind to it and don't worry about everyone else and what everybody else says, what everybody else, I mean, because you're going to, I, when I was younger, like I said, I've always felt like a misfit. And even in high school, I felt sometimes like a misfit. And, you know, and um,
0: And now you're on Good Morning America on the news. "Ah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, but it's hard though, because everybody's telling you, making you feel, like you're different. Like it's weird to be different, or you, being who you are is not good. And I think I wish I could go back in time and tell myself, "Oh, don't worry about those people. Who cares?" Because most of the people who are talking about you or those type of things, you don't even talk to anymore, or you know, you don't even see anymore. So it's like, why did I care anyway? You know? Um, and just to really believe in yourself, because though at the end of the day, the only thing that's really going to stop you, I mean, is if a it's not in God's plans for you to do, but He has something better for you b it's your own self doubt and your own fear
0: that's, you know that's 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 huge like self doubt and self fear holds yes. back so many people in society and the sad yeah. thing about it and it's kind of a gift and a curse cuz the gift is people like myself and yourself we can we mm-hmm. can start new industries and start new stuff because exactly. the people that have pro- i'm not the most talented person i'm not the smartest person i'm not the most right. beautiful good looking person now you probably can say the same things about yourself yeah. but the people that could be in these interviews could be a news reporter, could mm-hmm. be a podcaster, could be an author, they're mm-hmm. sitting on the sidelines because they're scared of being humiliated or, or fearing. So um, right. for all the, uh, the, the the viewers out there and the listeners, please, please take that into mind. I mean, you have to be vulnerable and put yourself out there to become the person that you already are. It's crazy. Like we fight our whole life to become right. the person that we already are. Like, Well,
1: like, I just think, too, I mean, you know. Like, we all make so many excuses for everything. And like I said, even with operating Razor and getting incorporated and all these things, I mean, I don't know how to, you know, running a business is really complicated. I mean, I have to read all these how-to books and this and that and whatever else and then manage a team and then do all this other stuff. I mean, it's hard, but it's like if I really want to do it, am I going to make an excuse for why I can't do it or I'm going to try, you know? And I just think the world would be such a different place if people—and I was talking to my friend about this—if people really went after doing the passions that are in their heart to do and not be scared to do them, Mm. you know. I mean, it would be such a different place.
0: Yeah. So to wrap up, this kind of where you're going. So Mm -hmm. what? And and this is a loaded question too. But
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry if I keep talking too much too.
0: What type of legacy? And this is like I—I didn't—I felt uncomfortable even touching this. But what kind of legacy? Do you want to leave behind? So when um, viewers 10 years, 20 years down the line, or you yourself, what is going to be the end goal or the legacy that you want to leave behind?
1: I think I want to be left behind as a normal person who had radical faith, who was eager and who urged, who had a passion to help young adults and youth. I mean, that's really it. It's just to inspire them. It's really it. And because I'm a normal person in the sense it seemed impossible and capable of doing these things. But because of faith, I think you can do anything. And because of the, my passion for those two groups, I hope that they can then keep you know, generating that change
0: that's that's really special because like we're kind of in the similar spaces in a sense and the Mm -hmm. thing about serving and helping others is you never can stop like there's always going to be somebody that's in need of help or inspiration or guidance or something right like money there's always gonna be more like you can there's a cap. There's a cap on certain things, but mm-hmm. serving people, there's never gonna be enough people you can serve. So you're constantly hitting the girl, hitting the pavement, hitting the pound to to inspire more people, to help more people, to learn more about yourself. So nah. it's kinda like an ever going quest. So I, I definitely um I definitely can agree with that and that's that's deep. So now We're going to transition into our our rapid answer round. Um, I I watch, I'm a very, very big person on Entrepreneurs on Fire, and they have, and I was like, I have to have this on my show. Like, I really, I love this. I love this. So I'm going to ask you kind of a series of questions, and I want you to kind of give me fast answers real quick, Mm -hmm. and um, and we'll go from there. So uh, the first question, Mm -hmm. what is the best piece of advice that you ever received?
1: Um... Well, I, I mean, I've... Sorry, I wish I could have this on the top of my head. I don't think I've actually, like, received it in that sense from someone. I mean, I, I've, I've had... Oh, so a, you don't like, receive
0: advice. You've wronged A,
1: a <laughs> lot of good advice. But I think the one piece of, like, thing that I've read that really stuck with me, as I take it as advice from Oprah, is a sense that sometimes being rejected is a redirection or something like that she says about when you're rejected, it's you're being redirected. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I think, some, like i was saying so many times, we take things that happen to us like, oh, my gosh. But like, I mean, if Steve Jobs was never fired from Apple, we would never have Pixar and he would have never come back to Apple and like completely revolutionized it, you know. Yeah, that's
0: so crazy. That's crazy. The reason why there's Bugs life, there's a Disney life, all this stuff, because he got fired. Like Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what is one of your personal habits that you can attribute to the successes you have thus far?
1: Um, I try to keep God first. That's Definitely.
0: That, that's simple. That's simple. What is your favorite book and why?
1: The Art of Nonconformity: Set Your Own Rules and Live the Life You Love, um, by Chris Gillaboo. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but he's an amazing author, and I think the book is perfect for anyone who's really trying to navigate what they want to do in life and the impact that they want to create on the world.
0: Mm, mm, mm. And what is the book called mm. again?
1: i um, the art of nonconformity is the basic uh, headline and it said, uh, set your own rules and live the life.
0: And if you were the president of the United States, what would be the first <laughs> thing you <should> do?
1: <laughs> I would find a way to get rid of those freaking student loans and <laughs> I think also poverty because I feel like if there's one Latin American country and if I want to say Peru, but I don't want to say if that's not the correct one, but there is one where there is no poverty at all. Like whenever a person is on the street, they take the person, like people help with that. And I think we can overcome poverty and all these other things with education, all these other things if we work together collectively and really try.
0: Now we're going to go to our last question and you can take as much time as you want to answer this. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's basically like, uh, if you had one wish, Mm -hmm. one wish, right. Mm -hmm. And you could change one thing about society and more specifically, the African-American culture. Mm -hmm. What would it be and why?
1: I wish that we would believe in ourselves more and what we're capable of doing. And I think that is a huge part of why, you know, people don't go after their dreams is because they don't believe in themselves. And I think that needs to really, 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 really change because that is the core of how we can change the world if people really start believing that they can do anything and they will really try to do anything but over time we've been told no so much or we you know with slavery and those type of things it's hard for us to um you know break those barriers sometimes because it's hard because you're still there's racism that still exists there's all these different things that still exist but i believe that if we keep trying that we can do anything so
0: yeah that's that's deep and most importantly kind of like what you do, what I do, and what the people mm-hmm. that are going to be coming on this show, not only are we voicing um, that we like people to believe, but we're actually mm-hmm. acting on it. We're not mm-hmm. just people that's uh, online and having all these things to say, but how, mm-hmm. how, how, how much are you doing for your community? How right. Much I'm are saying,
1: you, and just saying don't, ap- don't have an apathetic attitude, like really with believing yourself, going out there and being like, okay, like you said, t- trying, doing something, not just taking things as they are
0: got you got you so we're approaching the near the near end of the show so i wanted to kind of have um from 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 everything that we talked about and whatnot mm-hmm. if you had your last piece of advice that you would like to give to the listeners um what would it be
1: i would first say like to really love themselves and who they are i think that's Um, like amazing gift to have and if you can hone on that that will take you throughout anything in every circumstance that you go through life and it'll help you to know that regardless of anything that you go through you can still become the person that you were called to be and you can still use your life to change the world and just to know that you have purpose here and there's a reason that you're here and if you can discover that and use your passions to fulfill that then you will have done a very good thing.
0: Thank you on behalf of our listeners, on behalf of me, behalf of everybody for giving your time, forty-five minutes to an hour of your time to to talk to mm-hmm. the to, to our listeners, to talk to me and mm-hmm. to share your journey and, and some of the things you're working on. So I mm-hmm. definitely appreciate it from the bottom of my heart and, and and it's been such a such a pleasure and such a blast.
1: Well thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been such an like a humbling experience to be able to be on here and to, you know, share my story with you. I really appreciate it.
0: Nah, No problem. No problem. This is just the first season. So hopefully we can have you back in the next couple seasons once um, the platform is ready. And then sure. by then I have to go through your assistants, assistant, assistant to contact no. you. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> so, no, no. <laughs> so before we end, though, um, how can people get in contact with you? Mm-hmm. Um in and, and your contact as well as Rizar. like how can people find you where can they find you at
1: sure well I have my own personal website and it has uh, like for my journalism career <laughs> stuff and there's a portal that you can connect me with me through there it will come to me or um, there's another way through just emailing me at Ashley MW at rizar. that's R-I-Z like in zebra Z like in zebra A-R-R dot com
0: okay okay so they can reach you on your and what's what's the name of your website
1: um, it's AshleyMWilliams.com.
0: So they can reach you at either AshleyMWilliams.com, and there's a mm-hmm. contact button where they can send you an email or any questions or whatnot. But mm-hmm. they can also reach you at um, Rizar Media and, and, and or- www. And, and, and quote me if I'm wrong. Dot R I Z Z A R R dot com.
1: Yes. Yep. It's Rosara in, uh, Rosara.com. Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, Ashley, like I said, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, this is this has been an amazing experience. 35 minutes, 40 minutes. I don't know how long it is, but it's been a great, <laughs> great, great, great show. I think they had a lot of actionable advice to take off and um, we will catch you on the
1: flip side. Great. Thanks so much for having me again.
0: And to wrap it all up, to wrap it all up, you know how I like to end it. And before I end it, I got to plug the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, you rate, you review. Please, please, please do. And for more information, you can visit www.greggyhill.com backslash podcast. Holla at me on Instagram at Greggy Hill. Holla at me on Twitter, at Hill. Send me an email, MinorityTrailBlazer at gmail.com. And let's keep this movement rolling. So, like we always in it. Like we always in it. Like we always end it. I just need you to do one thing tomorrow. What is that one thing, Mr. Hill? Change the freaking culture. Good night, America.